Matthew 15, 21, then Jesus went thence and departed in the coast of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and, and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me. Somebody shout mercy. Lord, thy son of David, my daughter, is grievously vexed with the devil. <clears throat> she wasn't just vexed, she was grievously vexed. Mm -hmm. And he answered her, Jesus answered her not a word. I'm going to show you what to do when God goes silent <clears throat> and when people go silent. His disciples came and besought him, saying, Jesus, send her away. She's crying after us. That was a lie. She hadn't said one word to the disciples. They, they was just thinking of their self more highly than they were. She didn't come to see them. She came to see Jesus. Uh, but he answered and said, I'm not sent, but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then came, then came, then came she and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, it's not meat or it's not right to take the children's bread and cast it to the dogs. And she said, truth, Lord. But the dogs eat the crumbs which fall from the master's table. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, Woman, great is your faith. Be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole that next month. Oh, oh, that that very hour I'm, I'm sorry I want to draw our text from verse from just a portion of verse 21 Jesus departed into the coast mm -hmm. now the, the, the New Heart English Bible says that Jesus was at the border of Tyre and Sidon. And I want to talk to you for just a few moments this morning about breaking through barriers and borders that are keeping you back. Father, oh, we love your word more than our necessary food. We ask you to touch these humble country lips of clay and we'll leave here better than what we came. And everybody shout in Jesus' name. I need you to tell two people I'm going to break through some barriers today. I'm going to break on through. There's the big dog right there. I'm going to break right on through. Good job this morning, son. Breaking us through in worship and praise. You can be seated. Now, now, now there's a lot of discussion in our nation today about barriers and, and, and borders. And, 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 and I'm a news buff. I'm going to be careful, but, but I'm a news buff. And 
I will switch between CNN and Fox News. And somewhere right in between the two, uh, you can get the right story. Mm. I, I filter out the politics and then come to my own conclusion. Mm -hmm. but, but when you strip away all the politics, uh, both sides agree that we need barriers and we need borders. I mean, they're too stubborn to agree, but, but really the, both sides, uh, because common sense will tell you that we need barriers and borders to keep the criminals out, to keep the drugs out. What's that? Uh, all right, she's preaching there on the second row. I mean, all right. I might or just give her the microphone this morning. But, but, but see, but, but we got to keep the terrorists out to... to to protect our kids and, and our, but, but the main issue is, uh, uh, do we need to protect our borders? That, that's, that, when you boil it right down, do we need to protect our borders? And, and the answer is, of course. That's why I lock my doors at night. You know, I don't want somebody coming in the house that I didn't invite. You know, my, my wife was saying, you know, we're, we're, we're going to have a, a, a family member uh, staying with us for uh, a few days, which could turn into a few weeks. And I said, well, that's okay, but just warn them that if I hear things at night, the first thing I do, I don't even think, I just reach for my gun. I've got a 45 right beside my Bible on my bedside table. A 12-gauge shotgun under my bed loaded with buckshot. A 9-millimeter out there in my truck. And then I've got some boys that are kind of like me. They're packing today. I mean, just in case you feel lucky. See... I've got all of this, and some of you may not be back, but I've got all of this as a contingency plan, just in case the angels are busy, <laughs> or just in case I did something and my prayer didn't get through, I got this backup plan. Verse number 21, then Jesus Jesus went thence and departed into the coast of Tyre and, and Sidon, verse 22. And behold, behold, a, a woman of Canaan crossed the border and cried out to Jesus. Now, now uh, the Greek says she was a Syrophoenician woman. And, and, and today, uh, she would have been known as a Syrian woman and today she would have had a hard time crossing our borders be part of verse 22 she crossed the border cried out to jesus have mercy on me son of david my 
my daughter is grievously vexed, not just vexed, grievously vexed with a devil. Can I remind you there is a devil loose? You didn't just have a blue Monday. There's a devil loose. It wasn't just a bad hair day. There is a devil that's loose in this world, and he knows his time is short. Now, Mark said uh, that her daughter had an unclean spirit. So, so, so the woman crosses the border. She has to push her way through, through, through barriers and, and, and dangers and, and, and toils and snares and thieves and whoremongers to get to Jesus. But, the, 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 and the, but there's no trouble like when your kids are in trouble. I remember one afternoon, uh, your pastor called me, and he said, Dad, I'm in the back of a squad car, popo car. And I said, uh, where are you at? I'm on my way. And my wife said, because she got this I mean, discernment thing. And I wasn't going to say nothing because I figured I'd just go get him out of it. You know, I had some cash in my I mean, I'm so, did I say that? So, so, I mean, just when it's your kids, whatever it takes. I mean, so I'm, I'm heading down uh, where, where he's at. And, and by the time I get there, they've got him handcuffed in the back of the car. <laughs> Does anybody know what I'm talking about? There's two people. Okay. So I get out of my truck, and I start walking up to the squad car, which is right in the middle of Walsham Road in no man's land there in the middle. And, and the policeman, bless his heart, he puts his hand down on his gun. Now, several thoughts went through my head, but uh, I said, uh, I'm his dad. And his hand was still on his gun. And he said, I don't remember calling you. Get back in that truck or I'll handcuff you and you'll be back there with him. And I'm thinking, hmm. It's like Levi says, hmm. 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 And, of course, my wife had told me. She said, you go get him right now and don't come home without him. And, and, and as I'm just standing there dumbfounded, three boys are walking toward the church with a basketball. And they said, Pastor, you in trouble? And I said, yeah, y'all pray for me. Am, am I lying? Y'all pray for me. So I went and got back in my truck. Long story short, he beat me back home. But, but uh, when your kid's in trouble, I mean, I mean, I'll do just about anything and everything to get him out of trouble. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Uh, now, if it's you in trouble, I mean, some of us has been through so much trouble. I mean, 
I mean, trouble don't shock us. Yeah, we just live with it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't have to shout me down, but you know what I'm... But, but, but when your kids are in trouble, especially a mama, you get a real mama with her kids in trouble, well, she'll punch you right in the mouth. 90 pounds and knock you unconscious. That's what trouble can do. And, and of course, and of course, I heard my mother-in-law say, this is the last time I'm bailing you out. Next time you're on your own. She didn't mean it. And you don't either. If you're a real parent, you'll just do whatever it takes, how many times it, it takes to get them over fool's hill. This woman's daughter was in trouble. And, and she was pushing. Uh, uh, she, she was pushing. She was fighting her way through borders, through, through danger, through just uh, through the night. She was, she was pushing her way uh, to get to Jesus. Uh, now, uh, she, she, you know... I've, I wasn't going to say this, but you've never seen a fight until you see two women fight. <laughs> Lord have mercy. I, I'm, I, I, I'm being careful, but uh, I saw two women fight. I thought cage fighting was tough. <laughs> These two women, I thought, man, if I had some popcorn... But, but she's pushing her way through these barriers, through, through this. She's, she's pressing through her uh, comfort zone. She's, she's, she's pressing through, pushing through her culture, through, uh, through her religion, through her uh, routine. She's, she's beyond the border. She's there illegally. She had an energy and a force to push her to break through all the barriers and rules that were holding her back. Mm -hmm. Now, she was living in, in a mesogenic uh, control society. It was a man's world. Uh, who was that that sang that? I mean... James Brown. Thank you, Rebecca. Lord, I got Rebecca with me today. I may just have you come sit with me, Rebecca. It's a man's. It was a man's world back in this day, but 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 she presses her. She's she's breaking the ceiling. She's she's breaking all the rules. She's breaking protocol uh, to get to Jesus. And, and the first step for. Uh, breaking through barriers, uh, you got to be a pushover person. You're, you're going to have to push through some opposition. You're going to have to push through some people. Then you're going to have to push through some devils. And, and then you're going to have to push through some people. Did I say people already? Unclean spirit. See, but God will allow some trouble to come just to push you 
uh, to another level, to, to push you uh, where he wants you to be in God. God let the devil hit Job. Oh, Lord. And, and see, God will let the devil hit you every now and then. I didn't get no help on that, but, uh, but he's doing it uh, to get you double for your trouble and to the place. God has a place in mind for you this morning. Verse 23, Jesus answered her, not a word. And the disciples said, Jesus, send her away. She crying after us. Jesus didn't correct them. I mean, it's a wonder. I know women that had a meltdown right there. You ever been around a woman that just can have a meltdown at the drop of the hat? Don't look at your spouse, but <laughs> now, now, now the message Bible says that the disciples told Jesus she was driving them crazy. The New Heart English Bible says, she's screaming after us. Now, I've had a few people screaming at me in, in, in my history. Uh, but it normally doesn't get them anywhere. It's an apple pile do more for me than, than, than you rolling your eyes and popping your neck and screaming at me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, but, but when trouble gets real bad, you'll start breaking your own rules. Mm -hmm. You know, when she got loud, she broke the silent barrier. Because nobody was saying nothing till she started screaming. And I know people don't like screaming at church. They'd rather have it nice and quiet. And, you know, some comforting, easy music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, some sleeping music. But see, this gal, now, she wasn't a Jew, and she didn't know Scripture, but she did understand that the power of life was in her mouth. See, that's why the devil will try to keep your lips zipped when you come to church. Now, you can holler at a ball game, and you can holler for the game. If you don't get in here and eat, I'm throwing it out on the sidewalk. But when you come to church, I'm just not the loud kind. I mean... I'm, I'm just not wired like the bishop. Not many people are. You ask my wife, not many people are. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But she got to the place where she didn't care what other people thought. There's a kind of trouble that you could get up. You don't care what nobody else thinks. You're not trying to win friends or influence people or impress nobody. you got to have a touch from Jesus. And sometimes God will put you in that situation. She refused to leave until she got what she came for. 
Verse 24, Jesus said, I've been sent to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Basically, Jesus just called her a, a goat. See, but real trouble, real trouble, when it comes, nothing can dissuade you. Nothing will offend you. I've never seen a time when people get offended so. I mean, if everything ain't just right, you know, if the sound's not just right, three people came to me and said, what was up with the AC last week? Well, I had AC on one side and heat on the other, try, trying to make everybody comfortable. <laughs> but when you're in real trouble, nothing will stop you. Trouble will make you unstoppable. She realized uh, this trouble was going to require a radical response. Now, Mark said she fell out at Jesus' feet. Let's see. No. Uh, the Message Bible says she fell at Jesus' feet and started begging. She humbled herself. Ooh, that's, a, that's a rare word in the age we live in today among women. I mean, she humbled herself because she had a devil at home to fight. And, and, and the second step for breaking through these barriers that we all face, it always takes a radical response. And, and, and I've been in seeker-friendly churches. They're great. But, but, but when I need something to fight the devil, I need, I need something from, from a... That's just me. But I need a screaming, wild-eyed uh, person whose pants is on fire. I, I, I just... I need somebody that has heard from God. Oh, and by the way, that somebody's going to be here uh, the 15th of March. That's a Friday night. You don't want to miss that. In fact, if, if you're part of the staff and miss, I'm going to be calling you and asking you why. Because this guy, he's just almost impossible to get. Oh, God, Bishop Tudor Bismarck, he preaches in the biggest arenas in the world. And he called last week and said, I can be there on March 15th um, to do a prayer session in the morning. I'll preach Friday night, two prayer sessions Saturday morning, and then I fly to Dallas. And we said, thank you very much. So plan on, I promise you, you'll I've never seen anybody. Oh, God. The first time he came here, he, he told one of my young men, um, if you'll keep your pants zipped up, uh, God will use you and call you into ministry. I know that's not pulpit, man. But I'm just saying. Well, I shouldn't have said that. Some of you may not want to come. Verse 25 says... When she tried everything else, then she worshiped Jesus and she shouted, Lord, help me. Somebody shout, Lord, help me. Shout, Lord, help the bishop. 
Now, now, now she praised her way. She had to praise her way through barriers. And this is the key right here. It's called the sacrifice of praise uh, with the fruit of your lips. You got to praise your way through danger and 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 through people lying on you. And and the disciples all said, "She's crying out. She's screaming after us, liars." Bunch of liars. See, you, there's some church folks that are liars. You can't believe one word they say. But, but you have to keep praising. Well, I'm not going there anymore because they're, they're just a bunch of liars and hypocrites at Christian world. Well, well, baby, I don't know where in the world you'd go. I mean, I could send you to a couple of places, but you probably wouldn't like it. I'm sorry. Did I? Lord, I'm unhinged this morning. So, so she's praising her way through cultural barriers. She's praising her way uh, through legal barriers, through uh, messagenic barriers, through religious barriers, through silent barriers. And nothing had really worked. It got worse. But she kept on praising. And you have to keep on praising God, baby, right through haters, right through liars. Somebody came up to me and said, Bishop, why don't you have a Facebook page? Because I don't want to, I don't, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I hear enough. Uh, I'm sorry. As it is. And, and I know I'm not, you know, up to snuff and everything. Y'all pray for me. But, but. But I want to show you there's a difference in praise and worship. Praise is thanking God for what he did for you. <laughs> like when you got that check in the bill, it was unexpected. Lord, I want to praise you. Ooh. Ooh. When, when I saw Pastor Jay's car in the garage, he beat me home. I don't know how. But you know what I did? Right there in my driveway. I said, Lord, I just want to praise you. Because it was a Sunday evening, and he was coming down to set all the TV cameras up. And I would have, my wife would have sent me down to Bear County Jail. And I would have been down there all weekend. Because you can't get nothing done on Sunday. Because the judges are off drink. I mean, I mean, resting. Uh, help me, Jesus. Oh, Lord. But, but see, yeah, but anybody on the street can praise him. That's why David said, let everything that hath breath. If you're breathing, you ought to be praising. It doesn't matter if drugs are flowing through your veins. It doesn't matter if, if you were out all night last night. If you're still breathing, you ought to be praising God. I said if, if breath, if he has given you breath, uh, you need to reciprocate and give him a praise back. But praise is, is when he was good to you and it and gave you a good family. Not a perfect family, but, but it gave you a good job. Not the job you want, but it gave you a good spouse. Not the spouse you wanted, but, he, but he'd been good to you. That's when you ought to give him a praise. That, that's what the Bible said. When you come into his gate, you should come in thanking him. 
and coming into his courts with praise and praise his name because the Lord is good. It doesn't matter if you're having a bad day or not. The Lord is good and it's mercy. Somebody shout mercy. It endures for all generations. I want everybody that's got breath in their lungs to give God 30 seconds of praise that I know you owe Him today. Some of you wouldn't even be alive if it wasn't for God. why David said praise him on the string decimals. Praise him on the high self. Praise him in the dance. I know you don't like it. But I'm going to praise him anyhow. I know I get animated and loud. I'm going to praise him anyway. The Bible said praise him with a loud voice. I'm sorry. Praise is thanking God for what he did for you. Especially when you didn't deserve it. Worship is glorifying God for who he is. If the check didn't come, you worship him for who he is. If the deal didn't go through, you you worship him for who he is this morning. If you didn't get the house, if you didn't get the spouse, if you didn't get the vehicle, you worship him for who he is. The Lord is great this morning and greatly to be praised. Who David said, bless the Lord, oh my soul. I know we're in trouble, but soul, you get to blessing the Lord. Well, don't forget all of his benefits. Paul said in Hebrews 12, 22, when you worship, you come to Mount Zion. The city of the living God to the heavenly Jerusalem, which means when you worship God, you're catapulted into a spiritual realm where anger can't follow you and, and, and where, where, where barriers can't stop you and where depression can't hound you and where fear can't follow you and where poverty can't walk behind you and unforgiveness can't get in that place of worship. All the negativity gets knocked off on you when you step into worship. Some people come to church and they say they're going to a worship service, but they never worship. Be part of verse 22. And, and when you worship, you come to an innumerable company of angels. The NIV says you come to thousands upon thousands of angels. We forget, but God's give his angels charge over us. 
to keep us in most of our ways. See, and the good thing about angels, they can go anywhere. The thing I like about angels, they can get in the IRS building on Sunday. I had, I had them call me on Friday and a few years ago and say, now if we don't have this certified check by Monday, we're going to come after you. And, and, and I wrote them a letter saying I spent that money starting a church. Okay, and I bought pews and carpet. I had this old run-down building and had to fix that building up uh, in North Carolina. And I was trying. You ever try to explain something to the IRS? No, no, just me. Oh, there's one right there. Hey, it's like it's like talking to a wooden fence. So I called back on Monday to see if they got my letter because it was tear stained. I mean, you know, uh, I used the Hollywood thing on that letter, and 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 I got a different person and they said let's pull up your account they pulled my account up and said well Mr. Size it was like $10,000 by the time compounded interest gets see some of you don't know about compound keep living see the, the, the compounded interest started kicking in Boo! Not, not the good kind either oh lord they pulled up my account. I hope there's no statute of limitation on this, but they said, well, Mr. Sides, we're showing a zero balance. I said, okay, I just want to make sure you got the check. I said, angels can go where you can't go. They can say what you can't say. Do you know one angel walked through the camp of the Midianites that had Israel surrounded and 185,000 soldiers didn't wake up because one angel, somebody shout one angel, give somebody a high five and say one angel, one angel, one angel. See, you come, and when you step into worship, you come to an innumerable company of angels. I wish somebody would shout. Now, now, they watching over your house right now. Even though I got all those guns spread all through my house. In case I'm upstairs in my office, I got one there. If I'm in a garage, I got one there. But I'm not always at home. But I got angels watching over me, my Lord. Now, verse, verse 23. When you worship God, you come to the general assembly, whew, the church of the firstborn, whose names are written in heaven, and to God. I said, when you worship, not when you just come to church, but not when you just praise him. You know, not when you just, you know. But I'm talking about when you praise your way into worship and you start worshiping him for who he is. Not what you can get out of him, but you worship him for you come to God. 
Most of you didn't know you were coming to God today. Be part of 23. You've come to the spirits of just men made perfect. That's the spirits of the saints that have gone on before us. When you actually start worshiping, you're never alone. I said, you are never alone. When you step into worship, you got all the saints of old. And, and when you get in those special moments of worship, you know, I can sense my grandmother. Now, I, I can remember her. She would just get up during the preaching and start a ruckus. Now, now I've got security that'll set you down here. But, but grandma would just stand up and say, it's joy unspeakable and full of glory. My God is... What would she say? She would say he's omnipotent. She couldn't get that omnipotent thing down. So she would, by that time, she was in tongues anyway. So, And she would be... She didn't have great grammar, but she had great faith and great worship. And, and when she prayed for you, things happened. They diagnosed me with leukemia when I was five years old. And she laid hands on me, poured a jug of oil on my head, and said, Devil, you get your hands off of him. He's been called by God. He's going to preach to thousands around this world. Devil, you can't have him. Leukemia, you're nothing. When you get in real trouble, baby, you better find you somebody that knows how to pray, that knows how to step beyond what the specialists say is going to happen. Somebody give him just 10 seconds. Worshiping with David. David said, Praise him on the cymbals. Praise him on the loud sentences. Praise him on the stringed orchestra. Praise him on the high sounders. Praise his name in the dance. My grandma would worship until she could cast out them. I remember one Saturday night. I remember one Saturday night. Come here, Gabriel. I remember one Saturday night. This, this alcoholic comes in. He's half drunk, and she sets him down on the altar. He had his colors on. She jerked that off and said, that's how quick you're going to go to hell unless you give your life to Jesus Christ. He walked out of there speaking in tongues because there's a power. You shall receive power. Now, now Gabriel's one of my boys. That's why I couldn't use some of y'all. Y'all are getting into my preaching time here. 
See, I had one of my security guys. There was a guy up in the balcony. And he'd only been here twice. And he had on a do-rag. Some of y'all don't know what that is. but Zoe looking for his. But my security guy walks over to him and jerks his do-rag off. And I saw it. See, I know they say I'm old and see now, but I still, I still see everything. And I'll eventually get to you. But uh, so I catch him after church and I said, uh, if that boy comes back again, you leave that do rag alone. He said, where I was raised up in church, you don't wear do-rags or caps. I said, baby, this wasn't where you was raised up at church. I don't care if they got on a do-rag. I don't care if they got on a skull and crossbone on their shirt. I don't care if they got a tattoo of a naked woman on their arm. You leave them alone. I don't care if they got their coat wrong side out. It don't matter to me. Just bring them to Jesus. Quit making excuses and start picking somebody up and bring them to Jesus. What they need is Jesus. They don't need you to quote them a scripture and thump your Bible. I'm sorry. Lord, I done messed this whole. See, you have to worship. And the third step for breaking these barriers. Radical worship. It takes radical worship right in the midst of trouble. You gotta learn how to worship God when you've when you've got a shotgun looking at you right in the face. You you you've gotta you've gotta learn how to worship. When a people when a people are lying on you. The disciple said, she cried. That was the biggest lie I've ever seen in the Bible. I've seen a few. They weren't crying after her. They were trying to get to Jesus. But if the devil can keep you from worship, he'll throw people at you. Somebody said, who's that guy that's always hollering in church? I said, that's Lionel. I said, a hurricane blew him in here from New Orleans. He kind of got that hollering thing on him. And I said, and when you're quiet and won't say a word and won't worship, Lionel will be saying, come on, Bishop. Well, I know that's right. Sorry, Lionel, didn't mean to call you out. But, but you've got to worship in the face of haters and liars and losses. If I quit coming to church just because somebody lied on me, I'd never be here. When Job went through his losses, he humbled himself. Your Bible said he got, he fell down. Ooh. 
you mean in church? I said, he fit right in the midst of those losses, he, 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 he began to worship. Paul said, I'll, I'll praise him in the spirit and I'll praise him with my understanding. Also, Joe, he began to worship God. L- listen to what he said. Listen listen what Job said. Naked I came into this world. I didn't have nothing when I came here. And naked I'm going to return to God. I've never seen a U-Haul at a funeral, and I've done a few of them. Job said, the Lord gave, and the Lord took away. Blessed be the name of the Lord, and he worshiped. He worshiped in the face of haters who said, you must have some great sin in your life. See, see the enemy, he'll use anything. He'll even use your best friends. That's why I'm careful who my friends are. Friends like Job, you don't need enemies. They said, you must have some secret sin uh, in your life. Oh, God have mercy. But Job, he kept his integrity with God. He, he wouldn't curse God foolishly. He, he wouldn't blame it on God. He, he just, he told his wife, uh, he said, you talking like a foolish woman now. Uh, he called her a fool. Yeah, talking like that. You think, he said, we, are we going to only serve the Lord during good times? Maybe there are going to be some good times and bad. When you're going to be happy and sad. And sometime it'll be on the same day. But he worshiped. Now, worship won't keep you out of trouble and from losses. But just like Job, if you will worship in the midst of them, uh, God will give you double for your trouble if you'll just hang on. David said, God will prepare a table before you right in the presence of your haters. Right, right in the presence of your enemies. Now, let me get back to our context. Verse 26, I'm almost done. Jesus said, it's not right to take the children's bread and cast it to dogs. Jesus, Jesus just called her a dog. He said, I, I, I can't give you this miracle because the timing's not right. Uh, uh, your name isn't on my schedule yet. Uh, it will be, but it's not yet. But she tapped in uh, to, uh, to a divinic principle of worship. Now, I taught on Wednesday nights. I don't know where y'all had on Wednesday nights. But in Acts 15, the apostle James was right in the middle of a church dispute. And you're thinking, oh, I can't believe there's so much trouble in the Christian world. There's, I can't believe there's a dispute. And I can't believe this one left and that one left. And, oh, my, my. Oh, what, it, baby, as long as God don't leave, I don't care who leaves. It's God I'm worried about. <laughs> yeah, help me. Help, help me, Jesus. Uh, God was... James said, now, God's going to visit the Gentiles. Go to verse number 16, uh, Acts 15, 16. He's, he's going to visit the Gentiles to take out of them a people for his namesake. But listen to James. Because the Jews were trying to say, uh, these Gentile believers, you know, they can't eat pork. 
They can't eat pork chops. Um, they, they can't work on the Sabbath. Uh, what else can't they? can't do nothing and be saved. And James, and James was very, this is the brother of Jesus, and he's very, he's ultra conservative. Okay. But listen to him. He's in the spirit now. Aren't you thankful when the preacher's in the spirit and he's not preaching out of the heat of his own spirit? Verse 16, after that, God will rebuild the tabernacle of David. It wasn't time for the Gentiles yet. God is a God of timing. And the timing wasn't uh, there yet. But because she crossed barriers, Jesus was willing to cross barriers. Because she was willing to break some rules, Jesus was willing to break some rules. Verse 27, the woman said, the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. She was saying, I don't need the children's bread. You think I came all this distance through all this trouble to get a loaf for the children's bread? I don't need their bread. I just want, I just want what they waste in every week. She was saying, most of your children have an attitude when they come to see you anyway. They take you for granted anyway. They don't come into the gates with thanksgiving and into the courts with praise. I don't know a lot of scriptures, but most of them are spoiled rotten. I had to risk my life to get here to get to you. And most of your kids are moody, spoiled, unthankful, have unforgiveness in their heart, and they don't come to see you half the time anyway, and when they do, they don't worship. I don't want their bread. I just want one crumb. Because one crumb will bring deliverance to my whole house. One crumb will bring healing to my whole family. One crumb will bring miracles into my life. I want you to get up and tell two people, one crumb. Go ahead and tell, all you need is one crumb. Tell two people. Don't stand there like a wooden Indian. Tell two people, all you need Oh, yeah, all I need, all I need. I come to tell you today, we've got a good, good father. we got a good, good father. And it's the father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom today. If you just had three minutes where, where you could leave the busyness, this woman had to leave the busyness of her city, of her family, of her life. There was a devil in her house when she left. But when she came back, her daughter had been set free because she stumbled into worship for the next three minutes. I want you to give God the highest praise that you have in your heart today. Some of you hadn't worshipped him all year long. Uh, I want you to take this last two minutes and just worship the Father. He's a good, good Father.
Jesus said, if you give good gifts to your children, how much more, how much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to his children? Mm -hmm. Now, now worship is just glorifying him for who he is. I know you've had a busy week. I, I know you've got hells, hounds waiting on you at the house. But if you'll worship him, it's who you are. It's who you are. Because you never know what a day is going to hold. Who I am, but you're Why don't you have a special moment of worship in this last minute and a half of our worship service? Who I today he'll change your worldview today if you'll worship him I mean being you went through all the trouble to get here worship is who I am I was created to be an instrument of worship. I don't wonder why I'm here. I'm here to worship the Father in spirit and in truth. on Facebook. Get over them unfriending you. You only need one friend. He'll stick closer to you than a brother.
Now, now the scripture says, Jesus said in verse 28, Woman, great is your faith. Be it unto you, even as you will. And her daughter was made whole that very hour. The Greek word for whole there means nothing broken, nothing lacking, nothing missing in her house. Because she tapped into the Davidic principle of worship. Be, be seated for just a minute. I want to show you, I just want to show you my devotion. On Friday, my wife and I had our devotion. And, and if you're not having devotion every morning, you need to start in the morning. Your day will go better. Your family will go better. Your marriage will go better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and there's a lot of pastors that's been married two, three, four, and five times writing books on marriage. I'm sorry. Exodus 14 and 2. We were in devotion. And, and God told Moses to tell the people to turn when they were leaving Egypt. He said, he said tell the people to turn and camp at Pirahiroth. Everybody say that. Yeah, yeah. The Hebrew says it was the mouth of a gorge. It was a dead end path. It was like a cul-de-sac. See, I live on a cul-de-sac and you can't I mean, it's a dead end. In fact, there's a sign that says dead end road. Because there's no way to go when you go in the cul-de-sac. Mountains on both sides, Red Sea. No, there was no way through. Exodus 14 and 3, God said, Pharaoh will say, the people are entangled and shut in with no way out. There, there's, there, 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 there's, there's no way out. <laughs> They're shut in. Now, Psalm 77 picks up the story. Psalm 77 and 16. The psalmist said, the waters saw you. God, the waters, they saw you and they were afraid. All of creation has a fear of the Lord. The depths of the sea were troubled, verse 19. Your way was in the sea. Your path was in the great waters. The Hebrew says it was a secret path. God led them into the cul-de-sac. To make their enemies say they'll never get out of this. There's no way out. We've got them. But the Hebrew says there was a secret path that no one had ever used. Okay. 
only your footsteps were known to that path. Oh, I feel like running, but verse 20. You led your people like a flock. You led them like a flock with the hand of Moses and Aaron. And, and then the last scripture, Isaiah 45 and 2. The prophet said, God will go before you. And he'll make your crooked way straight. God said, I'll break through the gates of brass. Anybody needing a breakthrough today? And I'll cut through the bars of iron. Verse number three. And I'll give you treasures that are in darkness and riches that are in secret places.